You are now listening to The Unit Report. Listen as we take a deep dive into the world of sports centered around Pittsburgh. Now, your hosts, Lucas and Troy. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this special edition of The Unit Report. Uh, This week, we have all MLB for you with um, opening day is Thursday, April 1st. So this, we're going to kind of give our analysis on uh, what we think the teams are going to do and um, pick the winners and losers of the season and some good old Pirates analysis, which I'm sure everyone's looking forward to. I'm here with the annual sidekick, Lucas. Um, Lucas, if you want to say hi to the world. Hello, everyone. It's nice to see you. Okay, that's enough. All right. Um, so being held hostage. Stop talking. Okay. So I guess, uh, yeah, we'll just hop right into it. I, I think we should start with the divisions first, and then we'll do the divisions. Pen. Yeah, Sick. let's do that. All right. Let's go. All right, NL East. So we also have our buddy Jack, who couldn't be with us today, but he has picks because he was going to be on. We're going to be naming his picks as well, uh, just you know, to have another third party to break any ties. So for the NL East, we'll start there. I have the Braves. Jack has the Mets. Troy, who do you have? Um, I do have. I have the Mets. All right. So I'm in the minority here. I do. Right. I have the Mets. I have the uh, Mets winning the NL East. I don't think. I don't know. I, I I see where you could get the Braves. I actually have them somewhere else in this chain, but. I do not have them winning the NL East. I think the Mets, with all the talent that they have, um, I it seems like the Braves have been closed. But I think we talked about this a little bit uh, whenever the World Series was a uh, wee bit back. But uh, I don't know. I don't think the it seems like the Braves are always kind of one or two players away from winning at all. Um, I just don't think this year. I think they'll go far, but I'm still putting the uh, Mets number one for winning the NL East. Yeah, Jack's rationale that he sent me about picking the Mets was about their rotation because they have yeah. some de- deadly weapons in that rotation with the Grom and Cindergaard. Um, I it's the Dodgers of the East. Yeah, yeah, essentially, I think the Dodgers has like a, a leg up on them. But I see what you're saying. I I like the Braves because I think they have an underrated rotation. I think they have a lot of younger guys that are up and coming, like Ian Anderson, and I really like their uh, their bats, like um, uh, Ozzy Albi- Albas. Uh, Ronald Acuna, Acuna. I really like those guys. I think that they're right on the edge of, they've been on the edge the past few years of breaking out. I think this is the year that they're going to run away with that division. I think the Mets have a lot of really talented pieces, and I think that they're going to make the playoffs. Like I, like you mentioned about the Braves, I have the Mets somewhere else here, but I think the division with the experience that this team has, I'm, I'm saying that they're going to pull away. So two to one, you got, you and Jack had the Mets, I had the Braves. Now for the central, I had the Cardinals. The Jack central, had the Cardinals. I believe it's cards all across the board. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it, this think, is go ahead. This is easily the absolute worst division in all of baseball. It is just absolute dumpster fire. It's the. I mean, I guess you have the Brewers, but it's the. Uh, you're going to still have the uh, Pirates, Reds, and uh, Cubs. So this I think- is. It's going to be the same thing we've seen in years past. It's going to be a huge spread. Someone's probably going to pull away with it. I'm putting my money on the cards this year, but 
I think any of these teams, I mean, there's a couple that are guaranteed that are going to be bad, but I think any of them could easily finish under 500 and no one would bat an eye. Like the, if the Cardinals actually went like only won like 70 some games, I wouldn't be very surprised, but uh, the Brewers, I think have a chance if they get another MVP kind of year out of Yelich, but just the all around team, I think with Goldschmidt, with Arenado, who was just added this off season, if their rotation gets back together, like Jack Flaherty, uh, guys like that, I think that the cards are going to pull away with it, but I still think every team's going to be pretty bad. And I would, it probably won't take more than 90 wins to win this division, which is crazy because a few years ago, whenever the Pirates were in the wild card, it we had 98 wins and we were a wild card team. Now, I was going to say, you needed the 100, 110, and now it's like, now it's a joke. If you can get to 80, you're pretty well set off. I think an underdog in this is the Cubs. I feel like they lost some pieces and they are getting older, but if they can find some of that like 2016, 17 magic, I mean, they could easily be just as competitive as the cards, but they lost some guys like Schwarber. Um, they lost some rotation pieces. So they, I could see them in it. I don't have them making the playoffs at all, but like, it's just, it's a, such a crap shoot with this division. It could go to anybody. Uh, I think it'll be between the Cardinals and the Brewers, personally. I think that's probably going to be who's going to have the most competition. It just seems like the Cubs have been losing out so much over the years, and they haven't really um, picked up anything or generated enough talent to recuperate from the World Series days. But I don't know. I I, I think it's going to be Cards and Brewers uh, fighting it out. I do think – I still think that the Cards are going to come out number one at the end of the day. And there's still a lot of Chris Bryant rumors. So if he gets moved, then the Cubs are definitely going to be more of a dumpster fire closer to the Reds and the Pirates than the Brewers or Cardinals. But so we all agree on that one. NL West, Jack and I both have the Dodgers. Troy, Dodgers across the board. I think this one's pretty, pretty uh, clear cut. Well, at first, I actually put the Padres because I'm very high on the Padres. I love the moves that they made, but I think the experience and just overall eliteness is going to push the Dodgers like away. I think rotation or rotation. If you look at, if you look at that, I think they're pretty close, but I think it's all the little things that the Padres don't have. that's going to give the Dodgers the edge. And that was really what did it for me is it's going to be, it's going to come down to the bats. And uh, that's definitely where I think the uh, Dodgers have the, a significant edge. For the most part, but if you get rotation for rotation, I think it's probably a coin flip. Yeah, and we're gonna get into it here in a second. We um, I for the what I mean, the Padres, I I say are gonna win the wild card. I have them and the Mets making it. Jack has them over the Braves. Uh, who do you have for that? I have it flip flopped. I have the Braves um, beating the Padres. Wow, really? All right, I so know. you're in the minority there. I am. So. Uh, as we've seen in years past, the Braves, it's, it's always so close yet so far. Um, for the most part, they're still, a team, they're still the same team. I think they had a couple little deals here, here and there. But, um, yeah, I, I think that for the Braves, we've seen it where it's been so close and something's happened and they either don't make it or they're right on that edge. Um, I think overall – Pitching, the thing is, is the pitching is what's going to hold the Padres together for the most part. That's going to be their – they're definitely going to rely on their pitching more than their bats. Um, the Braves, I think it's the other way around, and they don't have and they don't have an abysmal rotation. So, I think overall, whenever it comes down to it, I do give the Braves the slight edge 
if this were to come down to the wild card, I'm am going Braves over Padres. Yeah, and I have Padres over Mets, like I said, and I just think that uh, Mets are a very talented team. Obviously, you and Jack agreed about the, them winning the NL East, but uh, if there's a wild card, one and done game, I like just the sheer firepower that the Padres have, the depth of firepower. That if they wanted to put like three starters out and two of them like have like two, two of their starters could just relieve. They could start. Uh, Blake Snell and have you Darvish and Joe Musgrove coming out of the bullpen. I think that's just disgusting if they really needed to. And in a one and done game, I think the Mets don't have that kind of levels of depth that the Padres have. So I have the Padres winning the wild card game, but we all have a combination of the same five teams making the playoffs being the, the Braves Cardinals, Dodgers, Padres, and Mets. We all just have it flipped around. Just so we, different order, yeah. yeah. So we all agree that those are the five best teams in the NL and um, before we get to the uh, AL or the World Series, who did you have winning the NL pennant? The NL, the NL pennant, I, I did have the Dodgers winning. I, but, I have the, yeah, I have the Dodgers winning the NL pennant. So that's a sweep. We all agree that the Dodgers are the best team in the NL, and they're probably going to go back to the World Series for like the fifth year in a row. So. Very interesting. Very interesting stuff. So that's our NL predictions. Let's get into the AL. AL East, who did you have, Troy? I have the New York Yankees. So does Jack. And looks like you're the outlier here with the uh, hopeful Toronto Blue Jays. I, I put the Blue Jays. I like the Yankees a lot. I like the roster that they've put together, uh, especially this offseason, adding guys like Kluber, Tyon. I think they definitely have the... Uh, they probably are the favorites to win the division, but I've seen enough Blue Jays over the past. Uh, I saw the last year team. I saw the spring training team where they just seem like they're going to break out. They've been a group of young guys for the past few years that have been developing together. You got Biggio, Bichette, Guerrero. Uh, their pitching's finally coming together. I think that they have a chance to sneak into that division and really make some noise. And uh, it, it easily could be the Yankees. It could even be the Rays. But I just have a feeling about the Blue Jays this year. Uh, yeah, I, that's that was actually my alternate for this was going to be the Rays. But um, like you said, with the Yankees picking up Tyon and um, Kluber, I don't know, man, because we know we can hit. We know they can field well. Them locking down the rotation definitely kind of makes them pull away from the spread. But um, I don't know. I could see the Rays doing it, but their uh, pitching took a little bit of a hit this year. So definitely, we'll see. Definitely did. All right. AL Central. There's a couple different options you could go with here. I went with the Twins. Jack went with the White Sox. Troy? I am the, I am with the White Sox. I think this might be the one year where they're finally, they finally pulled themselves out of the slump. See, I was going to pick the White Sox. However, uh, I found out a little bit whenever I was doing a little research on this. Uh, Eloy Jimenez is out five to six months. He had an injury, and he's a big part to of their offense. I think, uh, obviously, Jose Abreu, um, Tim Anderson, those guys, those bats are really good for them. But I think without Jimenez, it's uh, pretty it, – it limits their depth that they have in the, like the three, four, or five spots in the lineup. And I just – I think that – their pitching isn't going to be enough to make up for all that, the loss of uh, Eloy Jimenez. I think the Twins have a really deep team. I liked them last year. Uh, I like them again this year. I think it's a, uh, it's, I think it's either of those teams are going to win it, but I have the Twins pulling away. 
Yeah, I can see it. This is one of those divisions where I think it does kind of come down to a 50-50, but it seems like the White Sox have been slowly, I guess, scraping away at getting better and better because they were abysmal for a number of years. And it seems like they've been slowly rebuilding, rebuilding, rebuilding. And I don't know, man, I kind of think this is where they might have it. And they might have it this year. Um, I don't think they have it in the bag, but I think I do think they will pull out on top. All right. AL West. I have the Angels. Jack has the Astros. Troy? I have the Oakland Athletics. Wow, that's the first one. We all have a different team. I know. Interesting. All right, well, my rationale is that Mike Trout is due, and I don't think the A's are good enough to really to pull away. They're always a wild-card team. If they are to make it, they're going to make it as a wild-card team. I don't see them winning the division. And the Astros, they regressed pretty, pretty heavy last year. They were not the team that they were now, the previous years. Obviously they had the whole cheating uh, shame they had to deal with last year, and they're going to deal with it with fans in the stadium this year. And I think that the angels made some sneaky, good moves this last season. They added to the rotation, Jose Quintana, David Fletcher really broke out. I think he's going to be a great player for them. I think pool host is going to have a comeback year and you have Mike Trout on your team. I mean, he, that's like, he has 10 wins himself right there. So I have the angels I'm guessing Jack is going to the Astros just because the division is so iffy. Those teams are always very inconsistent. Uh, so what's your rationale here for the A's? So basically my rationale is you what you did with picking um, the Angels was kind of my mentality whenever it came to the um, – when it came to like the uh, – White Sox situation where it's like always been so close yet so far. I you can kind of throw them in the Braves arguably, but the Braves have been slowly becoming a better overall team. I was just looking at the lineup and I don't know some of the additions they made. I I don't know that it's the additions that necessarily did to them, but I think it's kind of the um, the developed talent, I guess for the most part, where you have. You know, Stephen Piscotti, Matt Chapman, and all those guys. It just seems like they're kind of starting to walk down and get into the groove. And I, I think this year they're slow. They're definitely more of a contender than they have been years past. They lost Marcus Semien to Toronto, and uh, the Astros lost Georgia Springer to Toronto. So I think they had two big – those are big losses there for both those teams, I think top two biggest bats on each each of their respective teams the angels didn't really lose anyone like that i think they uh added actually like they're a net positive from the off season. So that's i'm just thinking angels are due i don't think they're going to do a ton of damage in the playoffs because all, all those al east teams that are going to make it are like so much more dominant i think than uh the twins or the angels but uh we'll see we'll see here uh that's interesting we all that last division we all have different teams uh, AL wild card. I uh, didn't think I was going to forget them, right? Got the Yankees beating the Rays. Jack has the Blue Jays beating the Rays. Who do you have beating the Rays? I'm kidding. I have the Blue Jays beating the Twins. Ah. I know. I got I, I got your Blue Jays in here somewhere. Yeah, with them picking, like you said earlier, they picked up, up uh, um, Marcus Simon, and they had a couple other additions, but I do think this is going to be the year for the Blue Jays. Uh, they'll finally do it. Unfortunately, they don't have the uh, the Batista over, so unfortunately, we can't see the legendary bat flip and all those memes. But 
Um, yeah, I do have the Blue Jays being the Twins. Uh, the Twins, you, the Twins, you have winning the AL Central. I don't quite see it. I had them in the wild card, but I do think that the uh, Blue Jays talent will put them ahead of the Twins at the end of the day. But it's also the wild card, so it really can be a coin flip and depend more on injuries. But yeah, I'm with you there. And now let's go up to we. Uh, so I had Blue Jays, Twins, Angels, Yankees, Rays. Uh, Jack had Yankees, White Sox, Astros, Blue Jays, Rays. Who are your five again? Uh, AL East, it was Yankees. It's Yankees, White Sox, Oakland Athletics, and then Blue Jays over Twins. All right, a little more diversity there. And then uh, my AL pennant, I have going to Toronto. Jack has it going to the Bronx. Troy? I have it going to the uh, – I wanted to go for the upset in the wild one here, so I'm going um, – it's going to be Dodgers over White Sox. Oh, you see, you have the White Sox getting the AL pennant. Interesting. Yes, I know. I have them. I have wow. them overthrowing the Yankees. I went for the major upset, but – I didn't even have the White Sox in the playoffs, and you have them winning the pennant. Damn. All right. I'm going I'm going for the upset because you know how everyone is either – their opinion on the uh, Yankees. Jack even has them winning the AL Central, and so do I. But I, I do have them in the upset over the Yankees. Um, I know that probably stings, but, you know, it's – I feel like – if it's Dodgers Yankees again, it's just going to be another one of those ones where like no one's going to watch and no one's going to care. So, you know, I, I think on the contrary, I think Dodgers Yankees is like a dream for ESPN and TBS, man. I think oh, it is. Don't get me wrong, but like, I don't know. You need someone else. Like it just seems like it's the Dodgers and between them and then it was the Astros and it's just the same thing. Switch it up. Well, if you, if you have my matchup, you have all of Canada watching. Uh, you have Toronto eventually losing to the Dodgers, but I, I have Toronto making it. Yeah. And Jack had Toronto beating the Yankees. So, I mean, uh, sorry, the Dodgers, Dodgers beating, the Yankees. beating the Yankees. I I do have the Dodgers on top. There were uh, them getting Bauer after that whole long saga and all that stuff. I don't know, man. They're going to be hard to beat, but it also has been done before, so. All right, so we all have the Dodgers going back-to-back. Back. All right, now let's get into some awards, starting with the NL MVP. I have Fernando Tatis. Jack has Fernando Tatis. Troy? I have the exact same thing. We're, and literally all across the board for all these, I think this one's pretty decisive. All right, and the reason I put Tatis is just because uh, he. it seems like the baseball writers who vote on this are have already been foaming at the mouth for Tatis since he entered the league. And if they could have gave it to him last year, they would have. And he's going to put up big numbers. He's going to put up huge RBIs, uh, you know, great average because he has so many great batters around him and everything. I think it's going to he's going to run away with it. I can't really think is was did you have like a guy you were like contemplating because it was Tatis all the way for me. Not really. Yeah. I mean. No. Yeah, not really. I feel like this. There was one of them where it was kind of close. I think it was with Cole. I forget who I was gonna put, but yeah, for them and um, Mike Trout, it was pretty, uh, pretty clear. So winner, a- I think. So AL MVP, we all put Trout. You put Trout as well. Yep. All right. Uh, NL Cy Young, Jake Degrom. I went with Degrom. I'm not throwing Bieber too far from behind him though. Bieber would be the AL. Or, 
wrong yeah wrong one we're, we're on the we're on the end sorry i'm done yeah i know next that one i yeah. blanked i'm sorry yeah i for al i thought about bieber as well but I, I, yeah i did think about him but but if the yankees are to be as dominant as everyone thinks they are it's going to be garrett cole leading the way and he's finally going to get a cy young here and uh I mean, good on them. We've all, all the uh, all the Cy Youngs are going to be in New York, and all the MVPs are going to be in LA. Very interesting. Rookie of the year, NL, Key Brian Hayes for me and Jack. You? Oh, rookie of the year. Oh, I didn't fill this part out. I just asked you about. I asked you about the well, before uh, we started. No, I thought you wanted to talk about it. I don't know. I don't even have this one filled out. Just, just agree with us. Yeah, I'll just. Yeah, we'll go with that. I don't have this part filled out. I'm sorry. Well, Hayes, I think, is going to run away with it. I don't think there's that many good NL uh, rookie of the year candidates. And if the Pirates are to be anything other than abysmal, it's going to be thanks to Hayes. He, uh, he, he's proven that he has incredible bat speed. He, he just flames the ball. And we, have, uh, we all have him winning the NL rookie of the year. Uh, AL rookie of the year, because I think so highly of the Toronto Blue Jays, I think part of that's going to be Nate Pearson. And I have him winning the AL rookie of the year. He's a starting pitching prospect for them for a few years now. And I think he's going to break onto the seam and really be a force on that rotation. Jack put Randy Arozarena as his pick. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong there, but I just think that his, the expectations for him are already so high based off his playoff performance that he needs, he'll need to really carry that throughout the entire season to, for people to see anything as like extraordinary for him. So do you have a pick uh, for the AL rookie of the year? No, I don't know. I didn't do this. I'm not even. Yeah. Okay. And I'll, and I'll come back player of the year. Uh, we, me and Jack both put Steven Strasburg. He missed most of last year. Uh, he was injured and oh, he had like one start and he had some pretty bad stats for it. So we think, we think he's going to come back. The Nats are another team that I don't think any of us had, but they they could be a force too if uh, Strasburg comes back to full force and Scherzer's pitching the way he has the past few years. Um, so me and Jack both had him. AL Comeback Player of the Year, we had Trey Mancini. He recovered from cancer. So uh, a pretty easy pick there. He's the favorite. To yeah, win I think comeback. that's a pretty fair one. Pirates record. So this is Pirates specific now. I had 55 and 102. Jack's a little more optimistic. He had 64 and 98. Troy, what are you thinking? Um, you said what, 55? And 102. 55 and 102. I'm going to go. Wait, wait, that, wait, that doesn't add up. I'm stupid. Hold on. A second. That's what I was going to say. I was like, uh, I was going to say, one, I'm thinking like, 58 and like 104. I do think they'll hit the 104 losses. I, however, I do. Th I think it could be significantly worse, but for whatever reason, it seems like every year the Pirates go on this really weird winning streak for like two weeks. I don't know why. No one, even the baseball gods can't explain it, but they go on like some weird running thing. They'll get hot for like two weeks and then um, everyone will be like, you know, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. And it's like, you know, yeah, whatever. But um, yeah, 58-104, I think it's going to be – we'll have uh, triple digits in the loss column. Shocker, I guess. Not, the, but the number I was looking for was 107. But, uh, so 107, I have, fair. I have okay. 55 and 107. I think they're going to be abysmal. But, and, but I uh, – for MVP, I have Hayes, uh, and so does Jack. Uh, 
I think in order for them to not be under the 50 win mark, Hayes is going to be need to be like the big performer. So that's why I have him there. What about you? For what? MVP. MVP. Pirate oh, MVP. Boy. Management? Uh, I don't know. Pirate MVP. This is this is painful. Uh, Polanco. I don't know. Who cares? Really, dude? It's I, the Pirates. You don't believe that? You you don't even believe that? Polanco is terrible. Dude, they're all terrible. No, no. Cabrian Hayes is going to be the man. They're all horrible. Hayes is horrible. Hayes is good. But I respect your decision. Surrounded with crap. They all suck. It's like a flip of the coin. So we have breakout player for the Pirates on the season. Uh, he put Colin Moran, which I could see. Uh, I think. Yeah, he- I'll go with Moran there because he, he did it last year. He started hitting out of nowhere for whatever reason. And I, then- I think he could be a 30 home run guy if he uh, breaks out this year. But I have Hayes because I think not only is he going to be rookie of the year and be our MVP, I think he's going to break Honestly, out. I'll be- go with Moran for MVP. He's going to become a superstar, I think. I really think that he's going to become a superstar this year. And we're going to see all what Hayes can be. And hopefully he signs long term because we kind of suck uh, without him. Okay. You are really putting a lot of hope in uh in Hayes, you're putting a lot of faith. Do you think he's going to be like a, you know, like some magic? They're still going to be dead last. Yeah, I, dude, I told you, I, I think they're going to lose 107. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, know. I know. But it's like, whatever. But so I'm, not, yeah. I'm not sure how closely you've been following the um, the pitching prospect thing because we have the first overall pick and there's two guys who are doling out to be picked by the Pirates. Uh, Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker. These are two Villanova, uh, not Villanova, Vanderbilt, excuse me, starting pitchers who have been just lights out over the past year. And uh, it's a big debate on who the Pirates should pick. Should it be Jack Leiter or Kumar Rocker? Uh, the past 16 innings pitched for Leiter, he's gone, he's no hit. He had a full no hitter, a full nine inning no hitter, then he had seven hitting no hitter, seven inning no hitter, and was pulled. Uh, Kumar Rocker has been better full like for the full season, but Lighter has been lights out recently. I have them picking Lighter. Jack has them picking Kumar Rocker. What are you thinking? Um, I don't know. I looked them up a little bit. I it, it seems like most people agree that this is kind of a coin flip. Like they're so similar, and then it's the irony on how they're the exact same team. But I don't know. I I, I kind of think it's a coin flip. Um, in all fairness, if they do pan out, I feel like this is just going to turn out like every other prospect where they'll develop, they'll, uh, develop them. And then, you know, it's like tie them like where he is. New York. Yeah. World Series. So possibly, but I don't know. It's a coin flip. Uh, I don't know. The real question is, uh, whoever gets picked, like, so, so, like, you're the one getting drafted. Like, what are your thoughts going through your head? Because, like, you know what they do historically to prospects. Where they'll develop them and then, you know, a couple years down the line, whenever you want money, you're gone. So, you wonder if it's kind of, like, a good thing or if it's going to be one of those things where, uh, you know, they'll kind of keep them around where if he doesn't develop, however, he'll be there for forever. 
I know everyone's pessimistic about this because of their terrible history, but I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm in a good mood the past few days, and I, I really want it to work out. I, I want them, I, I want whoever they draft to work out long term. I want Hayes to be an MVP candidate one of these years. I see you're you're, you're shaking your head, but you know what? There's, I, dude, we have, how many times have we seen this? Like, where's McCutcheon right now? You know where's what? Tyon right now? Maybe you're just a, maybe you just have a negative energy. You know what? Maybe you're a pessimist, dude. I'm 21 years old. That's been the same thing since when I was born. I'll show you 21 years. Oh, great. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I, I just really want it to work out. Probably I won't. just find it really hard to be optimistic about. I don't know. Like, if they did it once, then fine. But, like, they did do they it just once. keep doing it. They did it once. No, they didn't. Oh, you're ta- I thought you were talking about making the playoffs. No. Trading away their prospects. They're all gone. Oh, they did that a few hundred times. Yeah, they do it all the time. So why the <laughs> heck would they keep this guy around? Look what Paul, what was Blanco? Remember whenever Blanco came up? Uh, how many years ago was that? Now six. Yeah. Something like that. Remember he came up and everyone's like, you know, he's he's you know he'll be huge, he'll be huge, he'll be huge, and then he he can't stretch, and now it's just like a joke. Look give at Montag. Give them credit; they never traded him. They held on to him forever. Yeah, because he's free, but. <laughs> He's the highest paid oh, player. He's highest paid. Okay. Put that in quotes. Someone has to be the highest paid. It what? What's he make? Seven. Four. Seven million, I think. Okay. For a payroll of $33 million. Okay. But I don't know. It just seems like it's it's whatever. It's just an absolute laughing stock. Yeah. What's their um, payroll this year? 30, 33 or 37? It's 37, I want to say. It's bad. Oh, all right. Here's here's these questions. I don't think I don't know if you can see them, but I can. So it's due to COVID, they have the limited capacity. And last time I saw it was what twenty. It's twenty five percent of full is what I saw. Did it change? I I think they're upping at least for the Penguins. They're upping it to like fifty, like in the next week or two. Okay, well they're outdoors. So do they change it? Because last time I saw it was twenty five or outdoors. Well, I mean, it would make sense for it to be higher outdoors than indoors. That's right? what I'm saying. So would it be, is that 50 outdoors? It's probably 50. So you figure, what? what's that stadium hold? 35. Is it? Yeah. So that would be like, what, seven, roughly seven, a little more than 17,000? Yeah. Can they sell out a game this year? No. Opening day. That's- this is what I was thinking. So you know how like because of crowd, everyone's bored and you know blah 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 blah. Sure. And so like, could they in quotes sell out because now everyone's bored and you have seventeen thousand whatever seats? I don't think they can do it. No, I don't. Think I think they... opening day they have their. I think opening day is their best shot if people are bored enough. But I was looking at ticket prices and some of these people want like sixty dollars to sit in the nosebleeds. Yeah, screw that. Using tickets should be $60 at this point, but. Yeah, did you see what happened with Todd Frazier, too? We didn't talk about that at all. What? He opted out. Good. He was their best player in spring training, their best bat. He hit, like, five home runs already. Why did he opt out? When did this happen? Why did I not see this? Like, a day or two ago? Oh, really? Good yeah. for him. But apparently, according to DK Pittsburgh Sports, um, Ben Sherrington said he's still talking to Frazier. So they might bring him back on a different deal. But that contract, well, he was opted out of. So Perfect. Perfect. Interesting. And this was another one. Okay, here's the other question. 
So we all agree the Pirates suck, and probably waste management's going to renew their lease and kind of get kind of get the uh, get the fire started. Of course. At what point in the season? How many months in will the dumpster fire be burning its hottest? Like to the point of where you'll be able to like you know toast some nice marshmallows from like the top of Mount Washington. We're talking full-on implosion. Like how far into the season is it just a self-sustaining dumpster fire? Well, historically they'll start. They'll start, they'll start great. They'll start they'll okay start great for like a week. They have then they have they have some good weeks usually like in July. That's when like their hot streak is. It's the and last month September. So whenever you see them lose like fifteen in a row. That's whenever it'll be at its hottest. Because what I was thinking is that last year I could be, I, I think I, I could be wrong. They start off fine and they always do that. Then they kind of linger their way into their position and then they tank at like the end of the end of May, just abysmal. And then they work their way back on like what you said, they'll go on their weird win streak in July. And then once playoffs come around and they like, you know, because you know, you can't say pirates and playoffs in the same sentence. So they kind of, you know, have to weasel their way down the system to where they can't even be mentioned. But yeah, I could kind of see it being the end of May where the fire is really burning. And then at the end of the season, you always got to go out with a bang. Ideally what you do since they're, since you're learning in um, people based on promotions is instead of having to pay fireworks technicians, you just get the fire burning so hot. It can light the fireworks from the bridge, like their promotion night. Whenever they have the good old Zambelli fireworks, is if you just get it burning that hot, it can self light, and there's another like seven dollars an hour they they don't have to dish out. So I found it right here. Uh, Pirates payroll is gonna be thirty five point five million. Do you know what Baltimore's is? Fifty something. Fourteen. Fourteen million. Fourteen. Holy million. smokes. It's because Chris Davis is on the injured is injured right now. Oh, okay, fair enough. He, he's 17 million on his own. So you add him, but their MLB roster right now is 14 million. Oof. Man. Oh my god. I'm looking to get out of that place. Jesus Thanks. Christ. And um, another thing that I forget. What, what's the Dodgers? Just just for just for pure entertainment value. Let's hear what the Dodgers. I guess I, I guess you can't do opening day roster salary, but let's do their current roster salary. What There's is it? 20, 26 man payroll, uh, two hundred and twenty nine million. Two hundred. Yeah. Okay. I was, was going to say. Do you want to hear what second place is? Take what? A, what do you think? Okay. What do you think second place is? Yankees. No, but number. If they're two hundred twenty nine. Uh, they're 229, uh, 205. 172. Oh. The, Dod- the, Dod- the Dodgers are paying $57 million more than the Yankees. Okay, well, at least I got the Yankees part right. $57 million more than the Yankees. That is, that is like, what, five Orioles? <laughs> the difference between the Dodgers and Yankees is more than – what the Pirates, Indians, Baltimore, Miami, or Rays are paying their entire roster. Nice. That's just a different. That's like the U.S. military compared to the rest of the world military. That's literally what that is. Yep, pretty much. Did you see what happened today with uh, Rubnet or Odor on the Texas Rangers? What happened? They uh, 
they announced their roster and he's not coming back. So for their second, they're not going to have him as their second baseman this year. I don't know if they're rele- releasing him or trading him or what the deal is, but Adore is leaving the Rangers. And they already lost Elvis Andrews this offseason. They traded him to the Athletics, I believe. So they'll be without both of their middle infielders. So they're going to be pretty bad. They're only the only spot of light there is uh, Joey Gallo, but you have anything else MLB you want to talk about here? Yes. So there's actually, I believe you did not see this. So I wanted to talk about the rule changes. The rules are very similar to the 2020 season, except there will be no expanded playoffs or universal DH that is gone. Um, And then I guess on the field adjustments, it's going to be double headers are going to be uh, seven innings. Um, the second, the well, whenever you get extra innings, you start with the guy on second. And then the um, active roster is going to go back, is, is going to go to 26 and then expand to 28 in September. And then for the taxi squad, you're going to get up to five additional players on all of the right trips. So, yeah, that and I guess the MLB has set up standards for with social distancing of how far like fans are going to be allowed to the field and then how close they can get to the uh, dugouts and behind home plate and stuff. I guess there's now going to be a barrier there. I would imagine it's going to be somewhat similar to what the NHL did where they put the tarps for like the first 10 rows or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't put that – I would imagine that's probably something very similar, but – Well, that's what they did during um, the World Series, Yeah, what too. are your thoughts? They did that during the World yes. Series, yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't understand the full thing with the second base. So how do you pick – do you just pick a pinch runner to go, go on second base to start the extra innings? I don't know. That's the part that – I don't know, because I was never really for it, because it's always like the, – the whole – thought process was so you don't have like the 19 inning games anymore but in all fairness how many of those are how many of those really happen in the season once a year maybe two yeah not not even 19 inning true you'll you'll get a good amount of like 16 you'll get a few of those most of them are in all fairness most of them are over in what 12 11 12 something like that 11 12 max usually yeah i don't know that, that part's always been weird to me. I don't understand. Like, I'm sure maybe if they can explain it more, like they have like, they probably have an ex- explanation somewhere, but I just don't understand that part of it very much. Um, the whole universal DH thing, I think, I mean, whenever I see a pitcher hit a home run, I think it's really cool. But if you want to make the game more exciting, I think universal DH is inevitable. You need, you need to have every hitter have a good opportunity to do something. I think whenever you have a pitcher coming up, it's almost like an easy out unless you, unless you're like Madison Bumgarner, everyone else is basically an easy out. Um, Expanded playoffs. I think the the system they have now is fine. I mean, it's not great, but the wild card game is like the most exciting part of it. So, you know, that is what it is. Um, I don't know. That's what were the other ones you mentioned? Um, I think that was pretty much it. I actually have another one where, uh, so you know how all the rules we just talked about were implemented into like the minor leagues in the past couple of years. Yeah. And then they, that's kind of like the test system Well, I want to talk about the new rules for this year that are being implemented into the minors, the minor leagues that could potentially make their way up. Okay. 
So the first thing they're going to have is in all of the AAA leagues, the bases are going to be slightly larger and they're going to have a like a textured surface so they're not as slippery because I know we saw a couple injuries with, uh, you know, guys kind of full sending it towards first or whatever and then they end up sliding and rolling their ankle or whatever. Uh, we see in a couple of those. So I don't know. Thoughts on that? I think it's an extra like two inches or something. So. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. As long, you know, you keep the bases ninety feet away. You know, I'm sure they're going to do all that. That's all fine. Uh, if it helps them, you know, be safer by all means. I mean, you don't want a guy rolling his ankle on a slippery bag. You know. Yeah, I get that one. I don't know about making it bigger, but I do think the texture thing because they they were pretty pretty much but flat, and I think they had a couple grooves, but it wasn't anything super notable. Um, the next one is uh, there's a requirement. This is in all of double A ball. Okay. So there is a requirement that all four infielders must have their cleats within the outer boundary of the infield dirt when a pitch is delivered. Okay, so that, that, that's like a shift thing. They're, they're trying to limit shifts. I think that and a bunt. Ah. Because you know how they'd always have, like, they know which way he's going, so they'd always have, like, the third base guy basically start where the pitcher is? Yeah, 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 I get that. I think this is more of one of those rules where to see if someone can uh, get on base with a bunt. That one's eh, because I don't really see anything on this list about the shift, and I know that is definitely the biggest and most, like, controversial thing here. But mm-hmm. I don't know how I don't really know how you would word that because then it would just be there has to be two guys between each base or something or I don't know how you would word that. Yeah, I I don't really know. I I, I feel like if they're just trying to outlaw sh- uh, shifting, just like full on do it. Like don't make these little weird rolls and like all these little stipulations. Just if you want everyone to stay in position. Just make that a rule, you know, like shortstop has to stay here while the pitch is being delivered second base here and all that. But they're, they're trying all these little silly things. I feel like either go all the way with keeping with tradition or accept the fact that shifts are a part of the game and just let it be. Yeah. Um, here's another one. There is a two. There's a limit of two pickoff attempts per plate appearance. And this is going to be an all um, low A ball. So that's interesting interesting because that's very interesting because how many guys how many like fast guys where they'll they'll throw it once and then you know they'll do it immediately again because now that guy knows they can't throw it again so he's gonna go i like this rule because i can't tell you how many games i've been to where you have a fast guy on first you have like d gordon billy hamilton whoever and you have in the pitcher just keeps throwing over Acuna junior yeah and they just keep throwing over and it like it like they do it like three or four times and it just takes up so much time. And then the crowd starts booing. They're like, let's go. Come on. Let's see a freaking pitch here. This. So this role is in low a ball. So we're kind of miles away from uh, major league. However, think about what would happen if this were to make it to the major leagues and Molina was still playing. Like the amount of guys who would be able to get it second. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Because he loves that, and that that like, like that's his thing. And so if they if they can't get him out in two pickoff attempts, you know they're going. 
So you wonder what's going to happen to those stats. Yeah, he has a year left, though, so there's no way it's going to make it. I know what you're saying. No, I know, but, like, if it did, that'd be interesting. And second, well, now we have a couple more here. There is going to be a 15-second pitch clock in low A ball, except it's going to be in the West only. Oh, that's really, really niche. It used to be, what, 45? It's like 30, 40, something like that. What's the – What's yeah? I was gonna say, what's the MLB one that's never enforced? Let's see, MLB pitch clock. I'm not exactly sure. Let's see. Da, 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 da. I want to say it's like 45. Well, they postponed it anyways until the 2022 season. A uh, 20 second pitch clock. Yeah. they're saying it is 20 second. Uh, the one There's that they, no way. But... The one they tested in the 2019 spring training was 20 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Because I know they tried, and then, but there was also some really weird thing with like whenever it truly started. Yeah, it's like whenever it hits like the pitcher's glove or whatever. Yeah, it was like one that. Yeah, it was really bizarre because I know there was ways they could manipulate it, but mm-hmm. I don't know that was interesting. And then finally, I think this is probably going to be the biggest breakthrough. I guess of all of them, where this potentially has the most damage. The Angel Hernandez era might be coming to an end where low A Southeast only is going to have an automatic ball and strike system. So essentially an automatic umpire. I know they have been talking about it for the better part of like the past 10 years. And then recently with some, you know, pretty bad league named one, but there's a couple guys that are controversial it's here like it already has its foot in the door and you know how that goes once you get your foot in the door you know what else are you going to be playing with so we have basically the auto bump is already here what are your thoughts uh i i'm for it because i can't tell you how many times i've seen a game where like even if like the team i'm rooting for like benefits from it it's it just takes something out of the game like like if a strike's a strike call it a damn strike if if it's a ball and it's in the dirt that's not a strike i mean i'm i feel like there should be a human element to the sport and you need to keep that but some things are just so egregious with balls and strikes some like some calls are so bad that i feel like you kind of really can benefit from that so i just found how this works so it is called the hawkeye tracking system And basically what it's going to do is it's going to be a series of sensors. And then the home plate umpire is going to the umpire. The, they basically have turned the home plate umpire into nothing more than a middleman because he's going to have an earpiece that uh, will tell him if it's a ball or strike. And it is called the Hawkeye tracking system. And basically the umpire, the home plate umpire has essentially been turned into a middleman and is going to deliver – he's going to be having a earpiece that tells him if it's a ball or a strike. But my thing here that. is yeah. it's still it's still new technology, right? But, like, who gets the final call? So, like, so say there's a – like, someone throws, like, a really wicked, like, curveball or something, and then uh, – <laughs> yeah, like – it just gets thrown off by the sensors or whatever, or the umpires like dead set that it's right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like the ump- say the umpires dead set that it's a strike, and then the the computer system says it's a ball. 
who gets the final authority? Um, well, is the home plate umpire like looking looking for balls and strikes? I, it doesn't say. It just says the home plate umpire will be positioned behind home plate, but the assist, the Hawkeye tracking system will basically tell him uh, via earpiece if it is a ball or a strike. Well, to me, that just sounds like then it's a definite, like it's whatever whatever the computer says goes. Yes, but that's the thing is if you read the rules, everything's based on a home plate umpire. That's Not the anymore. Thing, though. But the rules are still the rules. Welcome to the future, old man. Yeah. I guess that's I it. It's interesting. I, I'm okay with it. What, what? How do you feel about it? I think it's, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I don't know. I just think there's a couple guys in the MLB if they can like weed them out. Cause I feel like for the most part, it's all right. You know what I mean? Like I feel like for the most part, they do an okay job. Obviously they're human. So there'll be a couple close calls here and there, which I'm fine with. I don't know. Cause I just feel like replacing someone with a computer, like in sports, you know what I mean? Like now that they have their foot in the door, like where do you stop? That's kind of the thing is like, how far is too far? Because you know how the NHL played around with like the uh, the video game kind of style where they have the player tags that tells them like how fast they're going and they really try to make it look like a video game. And then we had Glow Puck back in like the early 2000s. And that, that, was was a joke. A, that was so stupid. Yeah, but like we're close. So like how, hmm. I don't know, like how, how far is too far? If it. If it proves to be inefficient, then it'll go away like Glowpuck did. But if it proves that it's beneficial and people like like it, because isn't that the whole thing is that people they want people to watch. That's MLB. That's baseball's biggest problem right now is that they're not not getting enough eyeballs on the sport. If it proves to help that in some way, help that agenda, then I'm sure, you know, it'll then they'll keep it. I guess I don't have to think about it. I'm not super for it, but it's whatever. I'm interested to see like what people's reaction is, but it's also, would you say it's a low single A Southwest? It is low. Yeah. It's basically a, what is it? Low A ball, the Southeast. Okay. I yeah, guess the vision. Yeah. Come on. Like that's, it's such a small sample size, you know, and it's such like an unimportant sample size. But, like, but the foot is in the door. I'd like to be one of the players in that league and just like, because, like, you're not going to get a, bo- a ball below your knees anymore, you know? It's going to be perfect. I mean, pitchers probably, pitchers probably hate it. Oh, if I'm a pitcher, I'm just infuriated, but... But that's tough. Adapt. Well, they also did change the baseballs, too, which we talked about, so... Yes, yes, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting season. I'm looking forward to it. It will be. I'm surprised. I'm actually really surprised we're, they're uh, starting, I guess, normally. We have the 162-game season, no modified season like the NHL. Who knows what the NFL is going to do? I know they were they were very close to uh, kind of wiping themselves out at the end of last season. So, Yeah, they, they, they decided it was smart enough to add an extra game in the NFL. They just approved the 17-game schedule. So, and a lot of players were not very happy about it. Oh, yeah, it's because their contract's based on 16, so. Yeah, and they're also, like, you know, it's a physical sport, you know. Like, that's why there's not, like, 162 football games. It's only 
16 because uh, you know you're beating your body you're going bone to bone with grown men every week so i don't know i mean it's tough but it's we'll see we'll see what happens but this episode's about baseball not football not football but uh general takeaways we all have the dodgers winning like we said the same five teams we think are going to go to the playoffs in the nl a little different over in the al uh, we all think Tatis, Trout, DeGrom, and Cole are going to be the big award winners. Uh-oh. Most importantly, no one has any faith whatsoever in the Pirates organization. There is not any hope at all among anybody. Here's a question. We all said, we all said what our records are for the Pirates. Do we think that they're going to be the worst record in baseball? Easy. Well, I don't know because the Orioles losing their in-quote best player – doesn't help. I mean, but they're getting back Mancini, and he's pretty good. Who do you mean their best player? Do you mean Chris Davis? Better players, dude. Chris Chris Davis was he like went like he was like dude, 0 for 70 Orioles. last it's year. The Orioles. Yeah, but the Pirates' best player is better than Chris Davis. Come on, man. I think it's going to be a fight, but no. But this is the thing, though, is if it does, it really matter. Because if we're, we're talking about um, Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker, where it's like a 50-50 coin flip, it's going it – just, it just depends on order. Well, no, that goes – that's based on last year's record. So we have the first overall. Oh, yeah. But like – For next yeah, year. Don't the Orioles have two? I don't know. No. I thought, were, I thought they came in – I thought they were – Let me see. MLB draft order. 2021. They might be. Uh, no, the Rangers are two. Oh, really? It goes Pittsburgh, Texas, Detroit, Boston, then Baltimore. Yikes. Baltimore was better than Boston. What was wow. last year? What the heck happened last year? They just kind of canceled it, but I don't know. The hell? I think it'll be interesting. Wow. I think it'll be a fight for last. I do I, I do have no faith in the Pirates whatsoever. Uh, oh, of course not. Hopefully they wait to fire early. Um, you know, kind of gotta get the pollution going again. Yeah. Oh, damn. Well, it's gonna be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm. I'm okay. My. I'm pulling. I mean, obviously, this is a Pittsburgh sports podcast, so we we honorary have to cheer for the uh, Pirates. But other than the Pirates, who's your team this year? Who is my team this year, other than the Pirates? Um, got to pick them now. Jump the bandwagon now. Jump the bandwagon now. I'm gonna hop on the Braves. All right, that, that seems I like ju- a I was with them the past couple. I was with I was with them last year, so. Yeah, you already close. you already got the attire too. I did. I do have the attire, and I I did. I was there for a series, so. Yeah, you were at the new ballpark, right? Yeah, I was there for a series. I was. They played. Who did they play? I don't remember who they played. This was like two years ago. Yeah, this was the year after they opened um, the battery, but then I guess they changed it to – it used to be SunTrust. I thought it still was SunTrust. Was it? SunTrust Ballpark. Uh, oh, no, now it's Truist Park. Yeah, they changed it. It was SunTrust. Interesting. Wow, that yeah. for three years it had – it only was named that for three years. Damn. I know. Even uh, the Consol Energy Center lost, lasted longer than that. Hey, 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 hey. How long does PNC have rights to PNC Park? 
I don't know about PNC, but Heinz, I think, loses their rights next year. PNC Park naming. Let's see. PNC Bank will continue to put name uh, to MLB's team's ballpark until 2031. Oh, man. I was really hoping for the Waste Manage for Waste Management Park. They would literally be nothing more suitable. Yeah, and Heinz Field only is through the 2021 season. So after this uh, season for the Steelers and Panthers, because they signed a one-year deal because it did expire last year. They did a one-year deal. Most naming right deals are like 30, like 20 or 30 years. So it's pretty interesting. They only did a one-year deal there. Hmm. I don't know who takes them over. I was going to say PPG because they're the next biggest thing I could think of, but. I don't think they're going to go with two different. No, that's what I mean. Is they're not going to go with two. Um, Maybe Mellon. PNC's, Mellon PNC's the next biggest thing. Do you think it's BNY Mellon? It could be. Let's see. New name suggestions. Let's uh, let's talk about this. Let's see if we can find anything. I'm just trying to think of the biggest companies there, but that's even if they go that route, though. Someone said the Iron City Stadium. They do not have enough money to fund that. They don't. What about, like, Highmark or something? It could be UPMC. Oh, oh, KeyBank. I don't. I, I think UPMC has a better chance than that. Yeah, but isn't you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it'd be weird. UPMC, US Steel, Alcoa, Dick Sporting Goods, Wesco International are all interest businesses interested in bidding. I could see Dick Sporting Goods doing it. I think UPMC would be. Isn't FedEx based out there? No, FedEx Ground is based there. Never mind. That's not FedEx as a whole. FedEx ground is based in Coriopolis. Someone tweeted out whenever Trump was uh, president at POTUS, if Kraft Heinz doesn't renew Heinz field name, please purchase naming rights. You breathe new life in the steel industry and you fight for all Americans like our founder, Art Rooney. It would be an honor attending games at Trump field. <laughs> why don't they name it Art? Why don't they name it after like Rooney field or something? Because they can make millions of dollars to put a UPMC's yeah, name right. on it. <laughs> millions and millions of dollars yeah you're right i don't know we'll see i i think upmc has to be up there in the lead because they have i, I would go between rich. them and dick sporting goods so oh, well that's gonna be an interesting discussion probably next year when we have an episode about that that'll be fun true watch they end up renewing it oh god or they call it the craft heinz field oh no no you know what would be the absolute biggest stab in the back Hunts. Hunts buys it. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. How painful. They wouldn't. I don't even. Where's Hunts located? I, I don't know. But, like, how excruciating. Part of Pittsburgh's personality is Hunts uh, catch up. I don't think they could ever do that. The The Roonies would get booed out of the city. Come on. Yeah, you're right. It's Hunts is from some town in Northern California. Okay, we don't have to worry about that crap. Yeah, we're good. They're gonna they're gonna buy the uh, 49ers stadium or the Oakland A's. They call it. They'll buy the Coliseum. There we go. There you go. All right. Do you have anything else you'd like to talk about this episode? Um, I'm done. If you want to have the honors of wrapping it up, and then I'm done. I'm done. I'll wrap it up. Absolutely. It's gonna take a little bit of editing because there are a few times that you glitched out on me. But yes, I'm sorry. It's okay. Just, just you know, just try harder next time. It's okay. I know. I'll try. Galco. I'll go yell at the Wi-Fi Fox. Yeah, yeah. You know what? How about you build your own internet service for us, huh? I will. I'll, I'll get my. I'll want, oh no, I get, I can't. Are you busy that day? Yeah, I am. No, <laughs> I tried. I tried launching my satellite system. It didn't work. I don't know. It's kind of. You just like opened up the window of the Cessna and just threw it. 
Yeah, I have like little. I made um. Do you know those those collapsible like uh those things you can put in like a pot to boil pasta? They're like different. Like you can change it. They're collapsing. They're made out of metal. Like to fit in different size pots, you can like coil them together. They have holes in it. Sure. I'll see if I can find you a picture of it. That's my satellite. I got that in like a nine volt Duracell battery, and I put that. I I taped it to it. That's how it works. There we go. That in between the power of Josh Zito and um, Hans and Pierre, we're we're going pretty well. Very good, very good. Well, shout out to Jack Self who couldn't be here to record with us this episode, but he contributed nonetheless. We look forward to having him on again uh, at some point. I think, well, having him on, I guess, to start with. But well, the spirit of him was here today. We yeah, I, we should have just turned this an absolute roast fest though, because but the thing is, we had so much in common. That's the problem. Especially you. You and him had a lot of this episode. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap things up here. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Unit Report, our special MLB season preview. I uh, hope you enjoyed all of our predictions. Uh, our next big show like that's probably going to be the NHL playoff one, which should be coming up soon. I think the regular season ends in mid-May, I think, around then. I think. Uh, honestly, I have no idea. I'm pretty anymore. sure they pushed it back to mid-May. So somewhere around then, we'll probably have a playoff preview. We're going to look to have some guests on for that, too. And uh, not Jack, though. Jack's not the NHL guy. We got some other specialists in the works for our NHL playoff preview. But that was it for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at The Unit Report. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, iHeart, and Pandora. We have stickers on Redbubble. Don't search the unit report. Search Lucas Wester one because the unit report must mean something else because I don't know what the hell it come. Weird things come up when you search the unit reports. So just don't do that. And um, thank you. And we will see you next time. So, Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the unit report. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple podcasts and follow us on Twitter at the unit report.